0: Good morning and happy Wednesday. It's August 26th and today I'm back with Billy Ray as our guest um, and we are going to be reading Jeremiah chapter 15 verses 15 through 21. Billy, do you have that in front of you that you could read this for us? All right, thank you.
1: Here we go. You understand, O Lord, remember me and care for me. Avenge me on my persecutors. You are long suffering, do not take me away. Think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. When your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. I never sat in the company of revelers, never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Will you be to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. If you repent, I will restore you that you may serve me. If you utter worthy, not worthless words, you will be my spokesman. Let this people turn to you, but you must not turn to them. I will make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you for I am with you to rescue and save you, declares the Lord. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and redeem you from the grasp of the cruel.
0: Thanks, Billy. So what's something that's standing out to you about this passage?
1: Uh, Well, I I just can't help going back again to the Moses account. (laughs) Yes. Just Uh. Wondering, you know, I mean, Moses is called a prophet in the Bible uh, or he's referred to as a prophet sometimes, not just a leader. And here's Jeremiah, the prophet, the weeping prophet. And it's, again, it just does seem like the role of the prophet is to be, boy, they have to have um, an iron will because mm-hmm. they're turning people they back. To be a to the a wall person.
0: of bronze. And
1: a fortified, yeah, fortified. And um, but <laughs> but that that imagery of uh, will you be to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails? Um, you know, being in Iraq, we water is so precious, and uh, we didn't get enough water. You know, we had uh, a lot of trees on our property and remember losing a tree because you know we didn't get we didn't give it enough water and just you know I planted that thing and then just to see it dead you know um just completely brittle uh after one harsh summer and I mean anyway the imagery of that uh, also goes back to probably how Moses he knew um and of course Jeremiah knows you know the um The feelings of the letdown, you know, that this was, I thought this was going to be a good spring of water. And it's a little bit of a jab, you know, up to God. Is it like, Mm -hmm. are you going to be to me like that? Um, And Mm -hmm. uh, because Jeremiah was called into this really, really, really hard role at a time where pretty much nobody wanted to, to hear God's voice amongst, uh, the Hebrew people. And he had to be the one that, uh, was like the anvil that he had to crack, uh, the Hebrew people over Mm -hmm. with it. It just is, um, uh, but yeah, he, uh, why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? There's just this, um, I guess going back to that alien theme, when you receive a word from God and that Jeremiah, you know, and God said, they won't listen to you. I mean, that's worse. I mean, just think about Moses is like, God said, here's the word, tell them basically they'll eventually get it. But for Jeremiah, it's like, here's the word, go tell them, they won't listen to you. And (laughs) I mean, nobody wants that job. Um, and it was basically the end of the hardening of the Hebrew people that, um, God had to have the final say, um, in, I guess, in judgment and correction to the Hebrews, um, to the Jews who were, had resisted the word of God repeatedly again and again and again and again and again and it's like Jeremiah gets the the final um and, and you know eventually he has to go into exile with them because of their disobedience his whole um yeah he's um
0: uh yeah he gets a hard run yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's of, the that's a verse that stuck out to me too. Why is my pain unseen? Okay, so my translation is different than yours. My wound incurable, refusing to be healed, and then there's no question mark after this one. Uh, truly, you are to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail. So mine doesn't pose it as a question; it just says it as a statement. God, you are a deceitful brook. You are waters that fail. You know, and that's an even more like a, a jab, right? A birds yeah. of God where um, he's saying you you're failing me god like where are you um i'm filled with indignation your hand is heavy upon me you know he's really complaining to god that god is not coming through the way that jeremiah needs him to
1: mm-hmm.
0: um uh, and i th- you find this as a theme throughout jeremiah jeremiah feels like he's been given um an unenviable task you know a uh He's been weighed with a calling that's that he can't avoid, but he can't um feel success in either. And he's he feels like he's trapped between a rock and a hard place. It says, Your words were found and I ate them. Your words became to a joy and delight in my heart for a call by your name. And then he he talks about like, but so why is my pain ceasing? Like he's saying, I accepted your call. Like I I said yes to you. I said yes, I would do this, and now things are not turning out for me the way that I thought they would and you're not coming through for me. Mm -hmm. And then God comes back and says, um, I know what you can handle and, and you will not be overcome. You won't be, you know, the, the evil that you see, the, the opposition that you face will not prevail over you because I'm going to be with you. You're going to be like a wall of bronze that people, like you, like you just said, an anvil that people attack. And you're going to come against people with the word of God. And it's going to cause a lot of pain and heartache and suffering and, um, opposition with the people that you're trying to lead. Just like Moses, like you said, you drew this back to Moses where I'm called to go rescue those people. Are you kidding me? And, um, you're calling me into a place where my words my leadership will not be received. Well, why in the world did you do that? And, um, it kind of brings me back to Jesus' parable about, um, you know, uh, the lazarus and the rich man and abraham you know and um the rich man is like um you know he gets after his life of comfort he gets sent into hell right and he's looking up at lazarus and saying you got to go tell my family and my friends like go tell people that not not to live the lifestyle i did and and to follow god and he's like you know we, we did tell you and you didn't listen and um he said but send someone back from the dead and he goes well even if we sent someone back for the dead it, you know they they still won't believe and even jesus um opposition that he faced trying to lead god's people back and people refusing to listen to him even after he rose from the dead you know in um, our own stubbornness um towards jesus you know and um our refusal so i i just um I think there's a lot in this about, um, again, about leadership and about um, ministry and calling that it's not, um, that the abundant life we're looking for um, sometimes might feel like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail, like sometimes the calling that God gives us is not a calling that comes easily or, um, you know, that, you know, we're going to be immediately received by the people we're called to lead or witness to. It's not like God promises that everybody is just going to receive our words or our leadership. Um, and and on the flip side, we have to realize that we're also on the other side of that too, that um, sometimes we're the stubborn people who are opposed to God's leadership. And um, And so I think there's a lot in here about discipleship in terms of how do we follow God without resisting his words and be like jeremiah who, who receives them and eats them you know how do we how do we have that posture of you know to soften our hearts and go All right, i want to be a person that is led into hard things and to receive hard truths that jesus is telling me and not treat him as a you know a, a despised prophet um, but i think there's also words in here for us as leaders or as disciplers um, who are called to lead people who may not like us and who may um, oppose us or be, uh, you know, not receptive to the words that God has put in our hearts, and to love in spite of that, and to not take it as a sign that you know, oh, maybe God isn't calling us to this, but um, that this is part of the story of what it means to follow God. Is sometimes you don't you're not received well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that. We should draw hope from the way, you know, Jeremiah and other of the Old Testament characters speak with God. In this, um, they're very open with their feelings. In terms yeah, I mean. yeah. Just reading the Psalms and, um, you know, David when he talks about, you know, seeing the slaughter of his enemies and, you know, just being very open. I'd really rejoice and, you know, if these the infants of the of my enemies were dashed against the rocks and that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here we see, uh, Jeremiah really pointing a finger, like you said, at God, I th- think that, uh, basically there was, um, we can identify with this when we, when what our eyes see doesn't line up with our expectations, Yeah. right? So we, we do, we're, we're still in line with God, but what we're frustrated, if we're honest, I think is really just the timing, um is like we're frustrated with God's timing of how he's gonna fulfill the promises that he's spoken to us. And and I'm sorry, but this is just, this is life, you know? We're all gonna be frustrated with timing, is ultimately. And I think in the moment where what we see doesn't line up with what God has promised, um, you know, it's okay to go into the depths of despair for a moment and, you know, be open with God and how this makes you feel, um, and um, but also you know, like yesterday, we can draw from the Psalms when they said um, to to basically go back and to remember the miracles that have been done in the past. Mm. Yeah, and um, just like God continually told the Hebrews through the Psalms, you see these Psalms are interspersed with many narrative passages where they just kind of repeat again, one more time. Remember you were in Egypt and I saved you. And then you're in yeah. the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then you're in this and then I saved you and you needed this. And I got you that. And um, we, I think in our own personal lives, we need to have a chronicle of the ways that God's hand specifically rescued us from this and from that and from this and from that. And I mean, we, and we all have those moments, you know, where God saved us out of some bondage, or God saved us, it helped us financially, or God saved us in a relationship, or there was some massive miracle that happened in here. And those need to be refreshed in our brains, to just mm-hmm. constantly. And the Passover every week was that reminder, God is our redeemer, our deliverer, our salvation you know, and going through, don't you remember, life was bad before. Mm -hmm. God brought us out of that. Don't forget that. And, um, but yeah, I think that basically our whole lives will be because we are flesh and blood, we will always have less, um, there always be the temptation to be impatient and to, to look at God and, and it really is that moment of desperation, right, that crops up. It's like, God, I'm believing your promises, but I don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. And it breaks us. One more time, there's another level of uh, brokenness before the Lord. And it's just God working his character deeper in us. I think we can be happy about that, knowing that. Um, uh, but, but there again, some of the promise, I think we have to wrestle with this is that some of the promises of God will not be fulfilled. Promises that were given to us will not be fulfilled in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And we have to be okay with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And even more than being okay with that, like you said, being willing to be honest with God about how, how we're doing with that, you know, Mm -hmm. that there's, there's an avenue there are, you know, God can take, our pushback about that and um, we can enter into conversation. And so Mm -hmm. thank you for bringing that up. Um, Great place to land. So thanks Billy for your insight into this passage and uh, everybody else. um, As you're listening to this, I hope today um, that God fills you with patience and perseverance that you would be like a fortified wall of bronze as um, you stand strong on God's word and God's promises, um, even amidst onslaught of, circumstances that may not uh, may not seem to match up with that. So go and peace, everybody. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.